cheese and chowder. What's going on, mother truckers? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Cheese and Chowder, the RML podcast. I am your host, Cheese, aka Cody, and your co-host or your other host. With me, as always, Chowder, aka Bradley. What's going on, Bradley? It has been a while. I know it's been what two weeks now. A lot has happened in the RML world, and uh, we got a lot to cover tonight. Yeah, I've uh, definitely missed doing this. It has been too long. Uh, thank you for sticking with us with this long hiatus, guys. Uh, we've definitely been hearing a lot of praise and a lot of people, you know, asking about where the podcast is kind of almost daily now. So definitely excited to get this one out and let you guys grab a listen. All right, so this episode we're going to talk kind of a whole lot of different stuff. We got uh, season one it wrapped up in the books, playoffs complete, and we're in, through the off season into season two now. And so we'll talk about kind of what happened in the playoffs, and then we'll talk about kind of the off season, and then we'll get into season two, our thoughts, our predictions, all that good stuff. All right, let's jump right into it. Um, let's talk about the season one playoffs. Well, first off, let's uh, actually, you know what? We have a new segment this week, guys. Um, so we're going to do this right away, get this out of the way, because we know a lot of you guys, uh, you know, it was a big talk of the, the last, you know, a, a few days. There was a, a little controversy in one of the games with, uh, with one of our co-hosts here, Mr. Chowder. And uh, so this week, our new segment is Shame of the Week. <laughs> shame. 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 All right. So uh, uh, for those of you who, who weren't aware and don't know what happened... Um, Mr. Brad Fabo here was playing uh, Weasel in the NFC uh, division round playoff game, and uh, Weasel got off to a pretty good start. Twenty-one or what was it? Fourteen nothing or yeah, fourteen early, nothing. Fourteen nothing lead uh, early in the game, <coughs> and something happened, and game disconnected, and basically. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy surrounding that, you know, uh, some, you know, deceitfulness and things uh, that were not not becoming of uh, a guy that we know is, you know, a solid player and a solid user in this league that normally wouldn't act like that. But, you know, with the pressure of the playoffs, uh, sometimes it gets to you. But, uh, yeah, we do got to shame you, Brad, that, you know, it's uh, it's not cool uh, what you did and you know it and. You know, it's a shitty thing, but, you know, you took your punishment. It happens. All right, so I'm going to give you the, this time to uh, kind of just explain yourself and, uh, you know, say what you mm-hmm. got to say. Oh, uh, I uh, completely deserve the shame that I just received from Cheese here. Uh, I deserve the shame from everybody in the league. And I think the suspension is harsh and it's uh, it's apt. But, you know, I accepted it. And I accept my punishment for what it is. Uh, obviously, it's not what the RML way that we always talk about. It was a very uncharacteristic, you know, um, 
motion, you know, thing to do by me in the heat of the moment. I should have just threw my controller or something like I usually do. I got three broken controllers right here. <laughs> and, uh, no, it was really stupid. I like the second I did it, I regretted it. And, uh, I felt bad when it did happen. And, you know, Weasel, you know, I mean, he could have took the Forceman easily, but he, you know, he wanted to play and I wanted to play. I did. I felt like it wouldn't have been like a, uh, like it would have been like a open-ended kind of thing if we didn't play. Like I wanted to play again, even if I get blown out 60 to nothing, I still wanted to play the game to get the full experience right. of the playoffs. And you guys recreated, right? So <laughs> yeah, no, so, and, and I gave, I gave him, there was like five minutes left when it happened, the incident happened in the first quarter. And so I just, you know, he got down the field and scored two touchdowns quickly with Birmingham, like he did in, in the first game. And he actually ended up, like there was more, like the time was pretty similar. And then he got, I think even extra yardage. And he got before it was like 14 nothing, And, you know, that's, it was the same situation. It's not like, obviously like the momentum a little bit, but I, he would. Well, yeah, he let's, saying not, that, yeah it's, let's not downplay it. It's still, yeah, it still sucks. But no, yeah, I know, I, I know. But it was just also, I mean, it was like. Pro- a, it was the a, weasel, though. Props the weasel for giving you know, mm-hmm. let play again. I mean, you know, we we shit on him a lot, but props to him for being you know a stand up guy about it and taking the loss. He could have you know been. I mean, he yeah, rightfully Obviously, was he angry. Had, no, and he was I, rightfully angry. I, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I understood I mean, his anger, but I mean, also let's be he did blow a twenty one to three lead against me, and that's right. that's pretty hard. I mean, that's pretty hard to do. Like, I mean, I think like I never, I don't think I've ever come back from that far in any game in RML. Uh, so I, that was like an interesting. Like if you take if you take away the whole incident that happened, uh, the game at face value was like a really good game and to recreate, uh, <clears throat> and it was fun to play. But I apologize. Let's hopefully we can move on from this. And uh, you know I I realize I'm lucky to still be in Army and obviously not you know the representation that I should be as the panel member and as you know Cheese and Chowder up here you know representing the league vocally. Right. Uh, but. So I think that's enough of me talking on my uh, soapbox here. But I'm sorry, guys, and I promise it won't happen again. Uh, I I keep my note reminded on my PlayStation now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well said. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. You you got you know you got your punishment. You definitely uh, you know it was it was a uh, rightfully deserved, and there was definitely some outrage. But you know it, we we're moving on. We're in season two now. Let's put it behind us. Um, but yeah, like you said, yeah, it's definitely not something we want from anybody in, in the league, especially people that are, you know, supposed to be people that are setting examples and role models and stuff like that. So yeah, let's just, uh, make sure, yeah, it, you know, doesn't happen again for anybody. So, you know, quitting is, uh, part of the game or it's not part of the game, but (laughs) you know, it's something that can happen. Um, and you know, this game brings out a really bad uh-huh. Uh, uh, really bad emotions in almost everybody, I would say. I mean, I, I don't know anybody that doesn't get really irritated and really pissed off at themselves mm-hmm. and at the game. Last last year, I think, and sometimes this year, it was more often the game. But, you know, it happens. All right, so that was uh, our shame, shame of the week segment. Uh, we'll probably only bring that segment around when it's deserved. I mean, we're not going to do it every week because, you know, we don't want to, you know, put people down all the time you know brad Brad deserved it this time but (laughs) hopefully we don't have to use shame of the week ever again that would be nice all right so moving on let's go ahead and talk about those season one playoffs um so basically uh we'll just kind of go through i'm just going to kind of go through what happened so um 
the okay let's just start from the kind of the end point and and work our way back a little bit uh the, the super bowl ended up being the new orleans saints versus the oakland raiders so bld versus danny rematch from rml uh madden 19 and um to get there, the Raiders had beat the Dolphins in the divisional round, and then they also defeated the Indianapolis Colts in the AFC Championship game. Uh, that score was 31-10, to 10, so easy, and not easy wins, but very, very strong, strong wins for Danny and the Raiders, uh, proving that you know he is clearly the guy to beat in the AFC. And then, of course, BLD, the guy to beat in the NFC and maybe the entire league. He beats Maddening in the division round in the Rams, and then he beats uh, you, Bradley, the mm-hmm. Lions, uh, 38-19 in the NFC Championship game. So you ended up getting uh, your come up there for our, in that NFC Championship game. You know, it was a tough, obviously, loss, you know, but I feel like uh, it, it was probably, you know, the, 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 the RML gods were uh, – we're probably in, in BLD's favor in that one, but um, go ahead. I, if you want, if you could talk about that game a little bit, uh, since I played it, so I have a little bit of a personal, you know, yeah, experience, well, obviously. sure. What do you think? If you yeah. want, I mean, I just thought, I mean, I think I, I was, I was, I was proud of the way I played that game and I kept it like the score didn't, he scored really late. It was like 31 to 19, um, before like a last second touchdown in garbage time. And I, I think I kept, you know, I played, pretty tight to the vest and i had a couple good plays that i was you know that was and then uh, on defense i did pretty good obviously not having pain uh helped i think in my my favor uh i honestly i didn't like expect to win that game i don't think anybody would but i was proud of keeping it close and a couple you know he had like i made two mistakes and that's too many to make you have to play a perfect game against bld and we've talked about this and even then that might not be enough i made two mistakes two uh stupid throws and but it was a good game and you know it was a respectful game and I had fun in that game and so props to yeah. BLD. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's tough to beat. Like you said, uh, Omar Payne he got injured in the Rams game, so he was n- not with Omar Payne for both the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. All right, so we set the the, the we set how the Super Bowl got there. Um, so we had the Saints and the Raiders, um, and then. The outcome of that game, we all know, BLD defeating Danny, and uh, so the Saints defeat the Raiders 28-14. to The New Orleans Saints become the first champions of RML in Madden 20, and of course, a 19-0 perfect season for BLD. Uh, you know, I feel like we've talked enough about BLD in this podcast, so, you know, we're not going to do too much more. Congratulations on the 19-0 perfect season. Um, all right. And, okay, so going into season two, just looking at the playoffs, we're not getting there just yet, but um, it's pretty clear that BLD is probably the heavy favorite, uh, you know, to even repeat. It's it's going to be tough to beat him. Um, I guess I'm just going to ask you this. Do you think he's going to go undefeated again? I think... Um, assuming he plays all his games, I don't see any reason why he won't. Uh, he's got, I mean, he's got a little bit, I guess, I don't know, I guess a little bit of tougher schedule. And I mean, NFC South, we've talked about it a little bit. Charlie obviously isn't, you know, he's 0 3 against him now. Um, and Kunk has shown promise, 
but he play, he does play Danny Weasel, you and me, and Tillman. So I mean, those aren't like necessarily gimmies, but I don't really see anybody yeah. being favored in those games besides Bod. So I'm gonna have to go and say yes. Uh, you know, it's he's just dominant. He's he's like the Patriots in real life. You know, he just yeah. He's got a real good game plan. That's the thing. Like you know, he always he, he just like you said. Yeah, he just plays without mistakes. But all right, yeah, we're gonna. Like I, I, got one, I got one with not. Okay, go ahead. Not to uh, talk about it. I know. Well, actually, kind of ironically, uh, not to mention it so much. But how are we gonna talk about the playoffs without mentioning my game against Monkey in a classic game? That game tend to a last second field goal with uh, some oh, yeah. bad bad clock management from Monkey. I mean, we did interview him uh, last podcast. About that previewing that game, yeah, true. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, you you had a really good season. I mean, we're not you know we don't want to talk too much about ourselves, but I mean you you had a a really strong season. You know, uh, all the way through, Melvin Gordon carried you, and yeah, we'll we'll get into that uh, a little later in the episode uh, regarding Melvin Gordon and his future. All right, so that's pretty much the recap for the season one playoffs. So we'll see if those playoff teams can get back to the playoffs for season two. We'll see if Danny and BLD can get back to the Super Bowl. Who knows? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. All right. Um, let's get into the off season now. So, you know, off season is a exciting time for a lot of people. Um, you know, especially teams that you know don't always make the playoffs. It's you know it's fun to try to build your team back up and make some trades, get to the draft. Honestly, yeah, I, I always look forward to the off season. It's always you know you know you don't play your you don't play as many game or any games, but there's definitely a lot of fun that can be had and a lot of cool stuff that happens. So first off, let's talk about some some trades. And holy shit, there were a <laughs> lot of trades. This offseason, this I, I cannot recall a time where there's been more trades in a single offseason than than this. this and uh, big trades, you? Not, not only like I think the biggest thing is that a lot of big, them are pl- big names, yeah. big players. I mean, we have like six or seven here that we can just name. And that's probably like a quarter of the total amount of trades. So and that's just all the really big names. So, yeah. OK, so let's go and just talk about some really notable uh, high end trades that could impact next season and even further into the future. Uh, one that stands out is uh, Raiders. So Danny and Doe, Raiders and Colts, tr- basically trading quarterbacks, which is very interesting because, you know, Eric Cruz going to the Colts and Kyler Murray going to the Raiders. Eric Cruz led the Raiders. I mean, you know, it was mostly Danny, but Eric Cruz is a leading quarterback that led his team to the Super Bowl. And he gets traded to the team that was in the AFC Championship game. So how about that? Is that that's pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> and about that trade. I think after week one, uh, the teams are kind of realizing that maybe this was going to be a, a win for the Colts. Uh, Doughboy was saying that he was really enjoying having Eric Cruz on the Colts, and he was doing some things that he wasn't able to do with Kyler. And Danny was having trouble adjusting to Kyler, and Kyler was pretty inaccurate compared to Cruz. So I think. This might be a win for the Colts, and you know maybe we'll see a new AFC champion because of this. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I mean, we know Doe can definitely bring it on offense, and he just plays a well-rounded game. So, yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of people thought that uh, 
the Colts won the trade just straight up before he even played a game. And a lot of people have also said that Danny has played with Kyler Murray in other leagues and other games. So it's not like he's super unfamiliar with him. I, I expect Danny to, to kind of rein in Kyler and be able to play well with him. Uh, you know, he's always had speedy quarterbacks and he's always liked to scramble and run and, you know, get out of the pocket and make plays. So I, that's his style and Kyler fits it. Plus long-term, I mean, Kyler, I think is, well, that he's definitely younger than Cruz because, you know, Cruz was from last Madden. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting trade for sure. One of the most interesting, I would say. But, yeah, we'll see probably the end of the season or even in, into the playoffs who, you know, will come out on top there. Um, so some other ones we have here. Uh, big one in Los Angeles. So the Los Angeles Rams uh, made a lot of trades in offseason, but uh, most notably, most notable players they landed were Patrick Mahomes and Christian McCaffrey. So two probably, I mean, one top one player and two like top 20 players. So, I mean, that those that's huge moves for, for the Rams there. You know, obviously imagine getting his favorite guy in uh patty mahomes mm-hmm. and then uh, his other favorite guy <laughs> mcgoatfree from think, every single madden of all time ever <laughs> what do you think i think uh maddening he's a guy that knows what he wants and then he gets what he wants eventually. he was saying yeah he was saying he, he's been talking about getting mahomes since before season one starts i, I think he's, he's probably dm steve like every week since the madden started <laughs> You warm down. Steve, Steve finally caved. You warmed down. Uh, and then, so today, uh, we zone Maddening in the game of the week, week one. Uh, I think Maddening was having a little too much fun out there with Mahomes, uh, throwing on the run outside of the numbers and stuff because he can, and he still throws it like 70 yards. But he threw some really stupid. He just did not play smart at all and kind of got, I guess, overwhelmed by having a new toy, new shiny toy to play with. It but really I is. Think... Go ahead. No, no. And I, uh, but I think Bannon's going to tone it down. He'll get used to it. And just having those weapons and like Tyreek Hill, it's kind of like Mahomes at Hill is, is pretty cheesy. Not cheesy, but you know what I mean? It's just, it's not fair. It's, o- at it's times. OP, basically. Yes. I mean, yeah. And, and then you got, you also have to worry about McCaffrey. You can't just like play that the whole time. You got McCaffrey to worry about. He has, also has Nicole Hardman. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. I mean, I think, the dude, he loves speed in, mm-hmm. in all aspects. I mean, that's all he wants. And so I, I think if Maddening, you know, he'll, he'll ran it down during this course of the season and get into form. Uh, but I think it's definitely going to be a lot more dangerous than he was last year. Uh, yeah, big playability. You know, last year he had a lot of big plays. I think Tyreek Hill had over 2,000 yards and, like, I want to say 30-something touchdowns. So I think he averaged, like, 35 yards a catch. So, I mean, obviously his big playability it was already there. And like you said, with Patrick Mahomes – I feel like getting a different quarterback in this game is because before you could pretty much throw any quarterback into any system and they all acted the same because they all had the same motions and they all kind of acted the same way, except for, you know, the way the ball came out. But now I feel like there's different arm angles and there's different, you know, types of throws and different reads. And, you know, I feel like the game is a little different. So you kind of do have to adjust to getting, a new player and especially a quarterback. All right. And then uh, another huge name moving Saquon Barkley. So Barkley goes 
from Washington, D.C. down to sunny Jacksonville, Florida. And the Jacksonville Jaguars and Centra have a new scary weapon. Saquon Barkley, what do you think? I think this uh, this trade went a little bit under the radar, I feel like. I feel like uh, this didn't really make the the headlines too much. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention at that, that day. Um, but Saquon took a roundabout way to uh, Jacksonville. I believe he did pass hands with Maddening at some point. It was kind of confusing trades uh, back and forth and stuff. I think uh, this is definitely a good trade, obviously, for Centra, but not so much of a good trade for Snorts to trade away Barkley. And now he's with running with LaShawn McCoy, LaShawn McCoy starting running back, which is a big downgrade. Uh, but as far as Centra goes, obviously a good um, acquisition. He did have to give up Terrain in the process, but he still got Juju. He said he wanted to get Juju more involved, and he still got tons of receivers over 90 speed. He has, he has five receivers over 90 speed. Uh, but this, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, and he's still, he's still throwing Tyree Jackson out there, starting quarterback. And... I, I just that just is such a glaring weakness to me on that Jacksonville Jaguar team, and I just think unless until Centra fixes it, I think is there really a big knock? Is there really a different option though for him at this point? I mean, yeah, he could probably have traded around and gotten someone, but you know, I, he did bolster his offense a lot, but also uh, there's not a lot of you know quarterbacks out there, especially in the draft. We saw you know there's really only one good quarterback that got drafted. And so it's not like you can rebuild, uh, you know, this was not a quarterback year for the draft specifically. Mm-hmm. And there's no free agent quarterbacks at all after season one. So he'd have to give up a, a big piece, you know, unless yeah. he wanted, unless he wanted Dak Prescott, which is that, really <laughs> is that a big upgrade over Tyree Jackson? I mean, he's seven years older than him probably. So, I mean, yeah, I feel like you could do a lot with Saquon in the backfield. You can yeah. still do a lot. With exactly. He's not going to be, He's not going to be always super accurate, but I think honestly he just needs to change his his offense. He needs to start running options and you know start getting Jackson's legs involved more. I mean that's and keep it to short short passes. Like he's not going to hit a ton of deep balls because his deep accuracy is not good. Keep it to under twenty yards and you know run some RPOs and yeah you can easily get like a a nice Andy Reid West Coast offense going. I think also something. Uh, Centra obviously had a really good season last year, made the playoffs, uh, and that was without Bark. I forget who he had running back. Um, I can't remember who he had last year. Nah. But like with having somebody like Barkley, you can really rely on him. I kind of like how I used Melvin last year. He has you three really, starting level running backs. You can, yeah, and yeah, you got James Connor, Connor and Mac. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's set in the backfield, and uh, so maybe we'll see him be more of a run first team this year. Triple option. And, and all those guys are young, actually, too. Damn, he actually built a really good uh, running back core there. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're all 25 and under, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, Central could be sneaky good here with Barkley this year. And he made the playoffs last year, too. So, mm-hmm. it's so not he could like, be even better, yeah. It's not like he's rebuilding or anything. He's already a contender. So, yeah, I think – and and in that division, you kind of have to be because, you know, Doe is, you know, really good, and he had his number for sure. So he's just trying to get – a couple more wins, try to keep up with Doe, I think. Um, all right, I'm going to talk about a trade that I made uh, real quick because it was a big trade. You know, we don't, I don't like talking about myself as much, but... Um, hey, don't the, listen to the haters. 
Yeah, whatever, you guys. You know, it's a big <laughs> trade. We're, we're talking about all the teams as, you know, as the, t- the teams themselves, not always playing favorites with users. But, uh, yeah, I gave up Joe Mixon. And and, uh, and in return, I got Eddie Jackson. Uh, and I also got a, a nice corner and uh, Chidobe Awuzie, uh to the Cowboys. So Cowboys get Joe Mixon. That's a huge upgrade for him. I mean, you know, I was, I was hesitant to do it because – I really like Mixon, but uh, I wanted to stack my defense a little more, and uh, I kind of had to get a piece for that. But, yeah, so now he's got Joe Mixon and Matt Breida, and I know he's been shopping Breida, but still, uh, you know, that's a, a scary backfield. Even just Joe Mixon as a starter, he's he's very talented. And, you know, a guy – and Monkey can – you know, Monkey plays really well with the outside runs, that's where he lives. And Mixon's really good in the open field. Like that's going to be so key for him. He's got such good break tackle. He's got great juke moves, great spin, great elusiveness. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard to stop him. And, I think, uh, yeah. but I did, sorry, I was, you go ahead. Talk about uh, or, or, no, I just, I feel like this is a win-win trade for both parties for so far. I think so. From what yeah. I see, uh, Eddie Jackson was kind of a nightmare for me in week one. Yeah, two picks. Uh, in that, that ugly game that we played. <laughs> uh, and I, I saw Joe Mixon did uh, do very good for Monkey week one. Uh, and I feel like if Monkey had a like a good running back last year in the playoffs, he probably beats me. And obviously, Brady was injured that week. Um, so I think that's a big upgrade, and that really makes Monkey more of a two-dimensional team now, more than just a pass-first team. Yeah, and that's and that's going to come into play pretty soon here. I got I play monkey week four, so uh, we'll see if you know if I made a bad call and uh, basically gave myself a free loss or not. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean I'm pretty confident still. I, I like the way my defense is playing for sure, and you know it, it's it's a huge step up in that regard, especially the secondary. Now I feel like my secondary can compete with just about anybody. Um, but yeah, I think that's a pretty big trade there, uh, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, yeah, I think it, like you said, mutually beneficial for both. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, and just, uh, I'll just uh, shout out Kunk. He made a lot of big trades this off season. Too many to list, I feel like, but some big names that he did land with Mike Evans, John Ross, and Tui Cohen. He has really flipped this team over for probably the better. I think everybody can agree. Uh, everybody was saying that Kunk should win GM of the year for season one or, I guess, off-season. And, I, I I mean, we'll get into this a little bit in the prediction part, but Kunk obviously was not in armor at the beginning of the last season, and he did make some waves at the end. And, obviously, a very tough division, but, you know, watch out in Tampa Bay. <laughs> well, yeah, and the biggest move uh, was not even any of those guys, which all three of those guys are play, huge playmakers. But the biggest move is obviously getting Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's he got his guy, he got his quarterback, and that was a huge bidding war for Deshaun Watson. There were a lot of teams in in on that and in on those bids. I know uh, BLD, I think, was even bidding on him. I think uh, at least two or three other guys were probably in on it too, maybe more. So you know, that was a, a very high commodity that uh, Denver had. And I'm pretty sure he got a real nice package for him. Uh, and, it, and that also, that package included the 43-year-old multiple-time MVP, Chowder, uh, your idol, Tom Brady. Mm. And yeah, so, but guess what? Guys, Tom Brady 
is taking a backup role. Well, not yet, but he will. <laughs> he will be taking a backup role after uh, <laughs> after the rookie quarterback serves his two game suspension. Um, so. Yeah, so we'll see. What, what, what a way to be welcome to the, What a way to be a welcome to the yeah. league with the two game suspension. Yeah, he got he got a DUI in college, and yeah, he uh, now he's suspended for two games because yeah, he's bad for the league. But he'll be back in week three, and Tom Brady will be playing backup quarterback at forty three years old, making only making like a few million dollars now, apparently, which I guess that's pretty normal for Tom Brady. So I guess that's about it for the uh, the trade the big trades. I mean, there's obviously a ton more, um, but those are some really cool ones that we saw and that were very interesting. And we wanted to talk about. Um, any other thoughts on any of those trades or anything like that? I think uh, no, not really. I think uh, this shows that Armin was like. I mean, that was kind of interesting. It's an interesting off season. A lot of people wanted to make moves to you know upgrade here and there and get people they want i don't i feel like i don't know, i feel like some of these trades are going to backfire for some teams uh some of them probably you know maybe pull the trigger a little bit too soon or you know just didn't get the player didn't make the difference they're looking for but i don't know, i think I, I think it's a good thing that these trades are happening a lot of activity which is which is always good um but a lot of blockbusters and you know, we'll see how it is see how yeah. it goes yeah this is like the most i've ever traded especially in an off season, but probably in a, in a regular season and maybe even all time. Cause I feel like I haven't even, I think I made six trades this off season, which is just insane. I feel like I've never done that. So, but it's just fun. And like some people say, it is kind of addicting actually after, you know, starting to get looking for people, especially if you're trying to fill those holes. Like I, I, I would fill a hole, but then I created a hole and I'd have to fill that hole. And then I filled another hole, but then I created another hole. And uh, this is a giant sexual metaphor for my life. <laughs> I was going to say that's what she said, but All right. I didn't yeah, know where we were heading many, with the podcast. <laughs> the yeah, that was a huge sexual innu- innuendo there. All right. So now let's talk about the NFL draft. All right. So we're going to, I'm just going to kind of list some uh, notable picks. That we, you know, that I liked and you liked, um, and we'll kind of just talk about them at the end and see if anybody stands out to you. Um, okay, so basically, most of these are in the first round because, all right, let's just get this out of the way. This draft sucked. Okay, mm-hmm. we talked about that. Let's move on. <laughs> the number one pick in the NFL draft, quarterback. Oh, let me, let me, oh, I'm already on it. All right, let me do it. Let me do it like uh, Roger Goodell. With the number one pick in the NFL draft, the Denver, the Denver Broncos select quarterback Jimmy Bates, Oregon State. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Boo. Okay. Well, they're just booing Goodell. All right. So Jimmy Bates, like we said, pretty much the only good quarterback taken. Number one overall to the Denver Broncos, 78 overall. Superstar Dev. Uh, at number five, the New York Jets select tight end Connor O'Neill, 76 overall superstar. And then we have three good picks in a row. Number six, the Minnesota Vikings select running back Daniel Mosley, 75 overall, star Dev, 91 speed. And number seven, 
The Green Bay Packers select defensive end Clinton Heron, 77 overall, and according to Andy so far, superstar X-Factor death. Number 12, Bills select free safety Josiah Rogers, 76 overall superstar. Number 16, San, oh, oh my God, I almost said it. I, said, I literally was going to say San Diego Chargers. I'm going <laughs> to say it. I'm going to say it anyway. San Diego Chargers select cornerback Lance Henson, 72 overall superstar. At number 24, the, the oh my God, I'm going on my mind right now. I almost said Houston Seahawks. It's the Seattle Seahawks. Left guard, Alex Daniels, 78 overall star. That's a real, real good value pick late in the first. And uh, only a couple others that we found really notable outside the first round. In the third round, pick number 18 in the third round, the Atlanta Falcons select right tackle Gabe Santos, 73 overall superstar. And in the fourth round with pick number 25, Pittsburgh Steelers select middle linebacker Cam Wade. Only 66 overall, but he does have superstar dev in the fourth round. All right. Um, so out of those guys, um, what, which ones kind of stand out to you uh, as kind of guys that would really help uh, these teams? Uh, obviously, the number one overall draft pick, Jimmy Bates. He's like the best player that I drafted uh, overall-wise uh, and dev-wise, which is, well, you know, combined which is what you expect from number one. And boy, does it really fall off after the you know top 10 or so. Uh, and then the Vikings running back Daniel Mosley, 75 overall uh, star, 91 speed. I feel like the we talked about that a couple podcasts ago, uh, the Vikings like dire <laughs> running back situation, like Mike Davis and Jack McKinney, I feel, I think mm-hmm. at one point. Uh, so I think that should help Seacop. And he, he did uh, beat, uh, he did get a big win week one. Dog, he beat. Yeah, Panthers. dog. Yeah, so that that's a nice win. Yeah, we talked about we talked about that private, privately. Um, so maybe he'll make some a run. In well, let me division. just comment on that one real quick. Um, yeah, because I actually really wanted Daniel Mosley. Um, <laughs> so I I was I had scouted him and and I actually I mean I'm sure a lot of people did. He he had like a seven point nine. I think he had the highest uh, combine grade at seven point nine. It was ridiculous. It, honestly, looking at him now, I'm glad I didn't take him. Obviously, because you know the guy I did get, but I traded up like way up from late in the first. Well, not late, but nineteen uh, up to number seven. And I was actually asking. I was trying to get info. I sent. I sent a spy to the Vikings <laughs> to the Vikings DMs and basically asked, "Hey, what? Who are you taking? Because I don't want to. I don't want to go up to number seven behind you." if I can't get my guy and he wouldn't tell me. So I, I, <laughs> I took the risk anyway. I, I, I had a good feel. I had a feeling that he was going to probably take him just cause I knew I looked at his running back situation. I was like, Oh man, he does need running back. And I feel like there's no way he hasn't seen this guy, but you know, it all worked out. And, uh, I ended up getting the arguably the best player in the entire draft. So yeah. Uh, the guys that also stick out for me, I mean, obviously those guys, like you said, um, I think, uh, that, that corner is actually going to end up being pretty good. Uh, if, if he, if, um, Lance Henson for the, uh, Los Angeles chargers, um, well, let's, 
uh, Vic had had two picks right there. He had 13 and 16. I think 13, he had a good player, a pretty solid player too. Let me look. Um, yeah, he took Cameron Booth, who was projected to be the number one pick by, you know, Madden analysts or whatever. But mm-hmm. still, he, he had a really, you know, good numbers. And he was he's not, you know, anything bad. He's 76 overall, star dev. So he got two really good players at 13 and 16, uh, Vic did. And that, that corner, I mean, he's only 72, but he's got 91 speed, uh, 92 acceleration. Let me look at the rest of his numbers just to see if he, if I'm just lying and, and he's not really that good. And he's only 21. That's a key, too. So he, he can be depth. He doesn't have great man coverage, but he's a great zone. So put him in the slot, you know, that's he's not going to be bad at all. And, and really all of his all of his bad numbers that is keeping him down is like play recognition, tackle, like, you know, awareness. Those things can be brought up pretty easily. And I feel like he could be, you know, mid eighties in a couple of years and be a solid slot or even a number two corner for, for Vic. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <clears throat> uh, so well, should we talk about the draft in general and just how bad it was? And like, yeah. what, what do we like? The one thing <laughs> okay. I was thinking about, was so obviously like this has been uh, everybody can agree this is a bad draft class only a couple of good picks unless you um, never unless you never played Madden before <laughs> so do you think this is a Madden 20 issue or is this just a season one bad draft class and maybe season two will be back you know to a good level I don't see how it can't be a Madden 20 issue like it doesn't it doesn't seem like if it was a few people if it was like you know every other guy was bad I mean, it was literally every guy. Like, it was almost comical how bad it was. But the funny thing is, you could see it coming. Like, scouting, scouting these guys, there was not a lot of even good scouting. Like, I think I, I remember who I told this to, but at almost every skill position basically had almost zero, uh, what do you call them, green diamonds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, guys that are projected and actually scouted to be as good or better than they are none of them like you go to wide receiver there you had to go like down to like the third round guys or fourth round guys to get one guy that was that was scouted to be as good as he was projected same with same with corners yeah the corners i I don't think there was a single corner that i I scouted it was the worst cornerback class worst cornerback class i think we've ever seen and that's why i think vick's pick is so big because (laughs) in the first Brown, you know, you got to you have to hit like it's you literally have to like that's such a big pick. And there are a lot of people that didn't hit on their picks, but getting a 70. First of all, um, if you look at any scouting guides, which I, if you talk to Andy and me, uh, there's a nice scouting guide out there that kind of tells a lot about Madden 20. Um, if you want it, I can share it with you guys. Let me know. Um, but like for those skill positions, the average or like a decent player is 66 overall. That's that's an average player for corner and wide receiver and some other positions. So to get a 72 and a superstar in the first round, that's honestly as that's as good as it gets. I'm pretty sure that's the best corner that was drafted too, right? I would have to say so. I'm trying to mm-hmm. see if there's any others. Yeah, I mean there's no other corners that were even close to as good. So yeah, that's a huge pick there. But uh yeah, overall, I mean, it was a stinker, and I don't think it's it's going to be any better next year. And this really does 
make a huge difference in trade value when it comes to picks, in my opinion, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of other people's opinions. It's just, yeah, I mean, a first-round pick is, you know, it's not as valuable as it was. So um, looking at the numbers, from what I counted, there were only two or there were only 10 total devs that were superstar and higher. So nine superstars and one X factor. And of course you, and of course you get the one X factor. (laughs) I I honestly didn't even think, I didn't even know the guy had the, the story. I I, I don't even look at the stories. (laughs) So I literally got as lucky as I just, and I was thinking about taking uh, Cameron Booth, that uh, other DN. So I'm glad he's still good. I would have been happy with that, but. Actually, you know, he's like, he might, no, he's, they're about the same, but my guy would be better in, you know, a couple of years. So yeah, I think I just got really lucky. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that, but, uh, I did, I did end up giving up a lot. So I'm, I'm glad it worked out. All right. What else do you think? Any, any other thoughts on this? Not off the draft? I think, I think the jury's still out on like the future drafts. But I do definitely think draft maybe it's an update. Value. Yeah, well, you never know. I mean, but it's probably gonna be if one of those get, things where it's only planes. uh like new franchises that get affected and stuff. Right. Yeah. So maybe you know, last couple of seasons, maybe we'll do custom drafts like we did last year. If it's a con, you know, like a recurring theme of these awful drafts, because we're gonna end up with like pretty bad teams, I think yeah. <laughs> eventually. Um, but, but we'll it changes see. the strategy too. Like no, we definitely. Talk, we talked about how yeah, like. The game itself is, you know, much different than previous versions where, you know, players overall and player attributes and, and, and especially dev, those things matter a lot. And so when you're building a team now, if you're trying to build through the draft, you have to kind of change up your strategy. You might not, you know, like, okay, look at Kunk. Kunk did it like perfectly. Like, I don't know how, how he like he must have known the draft was bad before like he had to right like look at what he he had so many picks do you remember you, you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. like he had didn't he have like 20 picks i think he had yeah, 20 yeah, like something like first at least i think he had close to 20 picks or more going into the draft which is insane that's all average of three picks around and he turns he turns a bunch of those picks into Deshaun Watson, Mike Evans, John Ross, and Tariq Cohen. He literally went from a tanking team with old players that were auto-drafted to a contending team. I mean, he's obviously good, but even if he wasn't playing the user on his team, he went from that team by itself went from, if, if like, let's say it was just all sim, like that team probably jumped like five points in overall just by those like four or five players. That's crazy. So I mean, he obviously had. Uh, I mean, he 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 kind of had no choice. He had to trade some of those picks, um, you know, especially the first rounders. But he ended up working. I think he at one point had like two of the top five picks, but that ended up going to um, to Denver, who had ended up getting those uh, two of the top five. I think number one and number four. But that was how he got to Sean Watson. So so yeah, I guess I mean. If you want to know how to kind of build a team and and uh, you know utilize those picks to your advantage, I guess you should ask Kunk. Mm-hmm. All right, 
I think that's enough about season yes, one and on. off season. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and talk about this season, season two. We're in it. It's exciting. We're back. Football is back. We have games being played all, you know, mostly every day. So uh, fun times are back for RML and the Cheese and Chowder RML podcast. All right. So let's go ahead and do some predictions. Let's do it a little different this year. So let's go ahead. I'm going to – all right, here, let's do this. We have kind of prepared a little uh, little Q&A lightning round. Um, We didn't really talk about how we're going to do this, but let's – I'm going to do – Let's just alternate divisions. Mm-hmm. So you, I'll ask you one division, all the questions, and you give me your answers, and then you ask me the next division. Sound good? Yep, sounds good. All right. Okay, so let's start with the AFC North. And I just kind of wrote these questions out, uh, and we'll, we'll kind of just give our general answers and kind of try to make it a little snappy so we're not talking too much about everybody. But we're, try- we're going to try to talk about everybody in this one. All right, so AFC North. Um, first question. Can Bruce become an elite player again and make a playoff push? Yes. Do, yeah. do you want me to elaborate? Or do you, want you can to elaborate a little bit. You can do like... Um, I'll, I'll do like a sentence or two. Yes, uh, Bruce is good, and he showed he's good last year, and I think he built upon that. He did make the playoffs last year, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. They beat Central or lose to Central? They played each other. Yeah, they did. I honestly don't know uh, the result. I honestly I think, cannot remember. I think he beat Centra handily because I think you and me both picked Centra in the. Oh, I think that was a snow. That was a snow game. Yeah, yeah, it was. I remember that. It now. was twenty-four twenty Steelers. Oh, I thought it was a much Which, uh, bigger win yeah. for Bruce. Well, yeah. So, yeah, maybe he can do it again. I yeah, he, he's already proven that he he has a good offense. I mean, I think he won like 62 to 17 in his first week. So, um, okay. Second question is Han, the Bengals going to, uh, going to continue to be mediocre or will he turn it around? He will turn it around, uh, losing the starting quarterback at the end of last year really hurt him. And I think if he had the quarterback the whole season, it's a different story last year. I don't think he's off to a good start. I think that 62 to 17, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I think he will turn around too. I think he's a solid player. He's, Definitely had a lot of stuff going on in his real life. So, um, you know, getting, I think, a new job last mm-hmm. last season and stuff like that. So uh, I think, you know, it. I think he's got the skill to keep it going and turn it back around. I mean, he didn't play horrible last year. I think he was like 8-8 eight and eight or something. So, all right. Um, can Dimitri, the Browns, Dimitri Brown of the Browns, can he make a run for the wild card spot? Uh, I'm like on the fence here. I'm going to go with no, just because I feel like there's a couple other teams that will be in the wild card mix in the AFC. Yeah, I think he's are better than him. Not not I, a knock on Dimitri, just I think no. eight and eight is a good. You know, obviously it wasn't. I don't think it was in the whole season last year, but I feel like eight and eight is kind of his range, anyways. Yeah, let's remember, guys. Take this all with a grain of salt. These are just our random, stupid opinions that mean nothing. Uh, if we, you know, prove us wrong, like we said, well, like we would say, but yeah, I would agree. I think he's just outside on the bubble. Um, like I think with maybe with a few, um, you know, unexpected wins, he could do it. Like maybe if he has, you know, some really strong games randomly against good teams, but yeah, I don't really see it just yet. Um, is okay. Last question for AFC North is beast mode still a sleeper. Like we thought he was season one, or is he just asleep? 
I think he's just asleep. <laughs> he had some bad losses last year. And I mean, he had some interesting wins, but it's just a five and 11. He had a five and 11. Um, I don't really see him doing much better than that this year. Man, I should write for NFL.com. That's a great question. <laughs> it's a nice okay. headline. Nice like, right? headline, huh? <laughs> are, the, are the Baltimore Ravens a sleeper or are they just asleep? Yeah. So do you want to do like our um, prediction for the winner of each division after we do yeah, this? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, so you want to, yeah, we're going to do like a little like bet thing or whatever. Like, the sure, yeah. Beginning each. of the season. Yeah. Since it's intro, you know, it's first episode of season two. Uh, okay. I'll go first with this one since I was asking the questions. I'm going to say Bruce repeats as AFC North champion. Uh, I'm after week one. I think I'm, you know, it's a little bit recency bias, but I gotta go with the Steelers too. Okay. So no, not you know, I just gotta go with my heart. I'm not gonna go with any, you know, for storylines between us. I'm not gonna go opposite just because. Yeah, we don't always have to, but yeah, we want to be right. You know, I, I hate being wrong. <laughs> All right, so. All right, you go. Ask the Give me some. <laughs> AFC South. Uh, can anyone in this division take down Doughboy? Um. Yes, my my answer is yes, but it'll be tough, and I don't really foresee it happening. But it is possible, um, and and without question, the only one is Centra, and like we said, with with his new players, and as long as he can build around that team, and maybe he might have to get a quarterback, like you said, but he he has the ability to do it if he plays well every game. Um, but yeah, I think it is possible, but Doe is really good. Next question. Uh, will Centra make back-to-back playoff appearances? Oh, it's really tough. Um, man, this is really tough. I'm going to say no. I, like I said, I think he can. I think he can compete. But the ASC got tougher this year. And uh, I think, not this year, but this season, and I think there are some teams that are going to play a little bit better. Like like you said, I think Han will play better. I think Chiz will get, we'll talk about him later. But I think, you know, there are some other teams now that are moving up. And I don't know if Centra has enough to to keep up with those guys. So he only had nine wins last year. I think he'll be right around nine or ten this year. I don't know if that's going to be enough to get in. I'm gonna. I know it's rapid fire, but I'm kind of going to disagree with you there. I think uh, having Barkley, like we talked about earlier, is going to make a big difference. Yeah, uh, for Centro. Uh, well, we'll see how it plays out, and we'll keep yeah. following that storyline as the season progresses. Uh, so, can Tendy improve in season two over under five and a half wins? Um, I think he can. He's shown, you know, <laughs> it's possible, and he he got. I think he had five or six wins last year. Uh, I. I put I I made this over under because uh that's right where I think he'll be again. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say under. Um just I think it's five probably, but I think he'll have some games where, you know, he'll improve and show that he's capable of having good games, but I'm pretty sure he's probably gonna, you know the games that he's not expecting to win, I don't think he's going to win any games that he, you know, is unex- <laughs> you know an underdog in. So that's the thing. He he can beat up on some bad teams. But that's probably about it right now. Uh, and finally, are the Texans in rebuilding mode, or should they go for it? Um, I think probably has to be rebuilding mode. 
But I, I honestly, I mean, there's not a whole huge difference. It, you kind of just have to get better. And that's the, that's the skill. I mean, that's, that's the key. You can't really rebuild if you're not playing well as a user. So, you know, you can, you can put as much, you know, talent on your team, but if you're, you know, turning the ball over every, you know, other drive and, you know, just not scoring points and you're not playing good D, then there's not much you can do. So, I mean, I would, you know, definitely try to go for it, but at this point, yeah, I, I don't see um, him being able to, to really do much. All right, so the uh, yeah, picks. so pick, I'll go because I ask the questions. I'm gonna go and on the line on the topic of the Texans, uh, I think Rich might be my sleeper pick for this year, because uh, Rich really is not that bad, and he's just been away from Madden for a couple of years. But once he gets you know a couple you know good game amount of games under his belt, I think he can be a surprise in RML this season. And, and uh, he's a good guy, and I hope he uh, does yeah. win some games this year. I would love to see it. Goes. Uh, but my pick for the AFC South is Doughboy. I don't know how you can go against it. Well, no, yeah. Well, I can't. You know, I I said Central's not gonna make the playoffs, so I have to. I'm not gonna say Tendy. <laughs> there you go. All okay. Right. All right. Let's go to the AFC East. Um, okay. So interesting division last year for sure, right? I mean, we talked about the AFC least, right? So, all right. First question. Are the Buffalo Bills the new favorite for the AFC East? I think so. I think he had some good games last year, and when he came in the league, and he beat he beat Bruce week 15, 14 yeah. to seven. Um, Impressive start, pretty yeah. tight. But then he then he I don't know if this was a sim. I don't remember if this was a sim or not. But he lost to Lope 15 to 13. No, I think that was. I think they played that one. Yeah, so that's you know, so that obviously inconsistent. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit different if you're playing with like a team that you didn't build. He had this offseason to build his team. Uh, but I think divisions are so bad. I think the Bills are the favorite, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then um, uh, this is kind of random. Like, we're just doing random team. Basically, just a question about every team. Um, can Lope compete, since this is the worst division in football, can he compete in this division? Uh, yes, because it is the worst division in football. And but, only, the definition but only because. <laughs> but the definition of compete is like being five and eight. Being, yeah, any, anywhere within, <laughs> yeah, any, under 500 is competing, basically. Yeah, just not, don't, just get one win and you're basically competing. All right. Um, is Bundy going to turn it around after a really awful four win season last year? Uh, yes. If turning it around means like winning more than four games, all right, uh, let's say eight wins. I, uh, I'm thinking more like six ish. Yeah, I, honestly, that's not, just, that's not turning it around. Honestly, I think Bundy might be the most confusing member in RML yeah. as far as oh, yeah. like talent goes. Like, there's some games where like, I feel like he should be good, like should be doing better, and then like I don't know, some games that he just loses that I okay. just scratch my head. Uh, like it's not even inconsistency because he's just four and twelve is not really inconsistent. It's just bad. Um, uh, Bunny's just an interesting last year. Player. Last year he was inconsistent. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I feel like yeah. I don't know what what to think. Yeah, I mean last year it was like that a lot too. Like he would lose to bad teams and randomly beat like really good teams. Like didn't he beat? I think uh, he beat a really good team last in Madden nineteen. I can't remember, but. Um, yeah, it's in, I, like you said, I think he's one of the most confusing teams out <laughs> there, probably in Armel history. 
Uh, and then last question, uh, Motherload, he won the division last year. Will he be a two-time AFC least <laughs> champion? I think, uh, I mean, I can't contradict myself. I said the Bills are the new favorite. So, unfortunately, I mean, just because they're a favorite doesn't mean they're going to. Well, you know. yes, but I think, I mean, I think it might be a similar situation to last year where it's going to be neck and neck to the end. Maybe mm-hmm. a little bit better record this year. I don't know. Um, but I think Bills are going to pull it out this year and Mudlow are going to follow. And obviously, um, I, don't, I don't think Wildcard would be in the question here for any second place team in the AFC East. Yeah, right. But <laughs> Bundy beat Motherload week one, and he held him to, I think, seven points. So, yeah, so a defensive battle there. Yeah. So, yeah, I would probably agree. So let's do our picks. I think, are we both going Bills then? I think I'll uh, I think I, Yeah, I'm going Bills. Yeah. There we go. All right. Okay, so we've yeah. had three of the same picks. We've got to have some different. <laughs> we can, let's do the wild card, too, at the end. So we, yeah. then we can uh, – we're basically just making our pizza picks. Or yeah, whatever. we're giving away our uh, predictions for the pizza. I want to win some pizza. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we're right. just fooling you guys. <laughs> Uh, well, moving on. Free, free extra cheese pizza when <laughs> when cheese wins. I'll, uh, I'll uh, offer a side of chowder. You I'll want chowder know, pizza? If anybody wants chowder with their pizza, I don't know. Do people do that. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not right, from on. the Northeast. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're, you're trying to ask me yeah, questions. So, uh, we kind of we kind of combined the questions here. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um. Did. So plug versus Danny. The battle continues, is your headline. Then you should be writing articles and stuff for, uh, yeah, you know, told you, uh, ESPN and stuff. Yeah. Uh, plug versus Danny. Who finished better, than, better this year? Uh, who, who, first, let me comment on that. Uh, better than Joe. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I doubt he even listens anymore. Okay. Continue. All right. Who finishes with a better record? Plug or Danny? Um, so last year it was Plug, right? Plug had the better regular season record. Um, no, wait, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I Danny, don't, I don't recall. I think it was thirteen and three yes, versus yes. four. Um, I'm saying I think Danny. Well, actually, you know what? I don't. Out of those two, I ah, uh, it's gonna be tough. I'm gonna actually go with Plug again. I think Danny's gonna struggle a little bit with Kyler for a few games that he normally wouldn't. Um, not not right, you know, not every game or you know the first few, but here and there, I think he's going to find that he's not going to be as confident with Kyler, and he's going to not going to be able to score as many points as he did before. So I'll say plug again. He, but I'm not saying that that means he's going to win the division, but I'm saying he'll finish with a better record than Danny. All right. Uh, so moving on, is Chiz the real deal? Can he compete for the AFC West title? Um, it's really early to tell, but my gut feeling is yes. And the biggest reason that is, I mean, we've already seen week one, he put up a 50 burger on Danny, which, you know, Danny's defense is solid. I mean, it's not like BLD level or anything, but it's really good and it's solid. I mean, that's a shootout game. Beating Danny in a shootout is, yeah. I mean, generally when you beat Danny, it's like, 27 to 20 or you know some relatively low scoring game because you both you know are playing good d and there's a lot of turnovers and you know but beating him in a shootout that's impressive and it's an impressive win for me and and i already had a feeling going in that he was a good player just by you know he's a little confident and i feel like i've seen him play a little bit last season so 
yeah, I think he is the real deal. I'm not saying I don't know for sure if he's going to win the uh, the AFC West, but he's definitely going to compete in that division. And then finally, can Vic bounce back and keep up in the AFC best? Yeah, I love Vic, man, but it's going to be really tough. I mean, it, it's even tougher now. Like I said, with Chiz in there, I think you know. Right now, at least so far, I think Chiz is better than Seth was, at least for season one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really – I think the only way Vince – Vince, wow, <laughs> Vic, and uh, only way Vince can bounce back is uh, to beat everyone else. Like, he's got to be – Like, in division. He's got to be, like, 6-0 uh, He's got to be outside. Yeah, he's got to be good. He's got to be, like – and what do you play 10 games up? So I would say he's got to be seven and three or eight and two outside the division and hope to be two and four in the division. So maybe like <laughs> nine or 10 wins. But, you know, even that might not do it. I feel like this could be a year where every AFC West team is 500 or above. Like that that's how good this division is. So I don't, it, it doesn't look promising, but uh, I, I would never count Vic out. He's, he's a really solid player and, he can definitely compete with a lot of players when he plays his best. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel bad for Vic. Obviously, very tough. Probably the, obviously the toughest division in yeah. arm. I think you could argue maybe the NFC uh, South. But uh, just you know, you got to argument for another podcast. Fight it out. Uh, so let's do our picks for the AFC West. This one's I, gonna be this is a little different. Man, I think I am going. I think I'm going to do a surprise pick here. I'm gonna go with Chiz. Chiz oh, showed me yeah. a lot against Danny. Yeah, uh, man, I'm thinking about it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna differ just because I want to differ from me because I uh, I think Chiz will get a, a playoff spot, but I'm gonna go. Oh man, it's really tough. I'm gonna go plug. I'm gonna go Chiefs. All right. So we differ in that one. All right. Well, so we're done with AFC. Let's go ahead and just do our wild card picks now. Then so we can just move on to the NFC. Um, all right, so I have Chiefs, and and then you have Broncos, and we both have Bills, Colts, and Steelers. All right, so, so that leaves a bunch of teams. All right, give me your – all right, let's just do – I'm going to do my two, and you do your two. I'm going to do mm, – it's tough. I'm, yeah, I'm this gonna, is tough. Man. I mean, obviously Danny. So Danny's one. For me, it's it's got to be Danny and Chiz. So the AFC West is going to have three playoff teams. Yeah. I think I think Rock it's hard to envision teams. it's hard to envision Danny not making the playoffs. So I'm gonna go same. Obviously, I'm gonna go defer. So it's pretty much between I'm pretty much between like plug, Centra, and Han here. Yeah. And I gotta go with plug. I yeah, think, it's I hard feel not like to. This is gonna. So come we have the down. same playoff teams, but we just have. Gonna, yeah, that's gonna come down to the final weeks. I feel like the wild card spot. I feel like the there could be like three or four teams in in uh, competition yeah. for the five and six seeds. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that AFC West is going to be just all kinds of scoring and all kinds of crazy games. I'm definitely excited to watch some of those. All right, let's go ahead and uh, talk about this NFC battles, these NFC battles. Um, all right, I'll ask you about the NFC North. And <laughs> uh, I guess maybe we should no, let's switch it up. No, you, no, no. you do the NFC North. I'll talk about because the ma- main question is about you, so. So, all right, so obviously with Melvin Gordon out for the whole year, suspended, do the Lions stand a chance at repeating it as division champions? Actually, we'll just ask each other the questions. I'll, you ask me your question, I'll ask you my question. Okay, um, 
do the Lions stand a chance <laughs> Melvin Gordon out for the season due to suspension? I mean, yeah, you do stand a chance. You definitely do. Uh, because it's just you and me. No offense to Ace and Seacock. <laughs> so it's not like you have to battle, you know, uh, a bunch of guys. So, and we both have really tough schedules. And I think you can beat even, you know, you're going to play better. You're, you're not going to have, you know, as bad a game as you have week one every week or or as bad as you're about to have week three every week. <laughs> but but those two, you are going to have bad games because of me. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I you do have a chance. I'm not, I, I, you're not out of it you, and you won't be out of it. It'll be close. I'm not, I'm, I feel confident that I think I can win the division and I think I will, but I don't, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I would definitely never count you out. I, th- I think, I mean, I don't know if I'll say that I don't stand a chance, but I think it's going to be a lot tougher. Oh, yeah. I think I think you're the favorite right now, especially yeah. after the week one show. And obviously I'm not the same team without my X-Factor running back. Um, and I'm having trouble adjusting to a new play style, but I think I'm going to find my groove in a couple of weeks. And, you know, I can hang with the best of them as I showed in the playoffs. Uh, but, I don't, you know, maybe I have to go to a wild card spot this year. If I can. Yeah. Well, keep keep your visions high. I don't want you. you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't want you. You know, settling. But yeah, I guess that pretty much answers the other question. Of if I can hang on to the division, you basically just answered it with, it's going to be tough. So um, we'll just move on for because you know we're sick of talking about us. Um, okay, uh, I guess I'll just do this one for you, and then we'll uh, then you do this out for me. Uh, can Seacop and Ace? So can the Vikings and Bears? Uh, go from spoilers to wildcard contenders. I, I don't know if I'd go as, as far to say wildcard contenders, but I think both of them obviously have a ton of room for improvement. Uh, I think they finished like three and 13, the Vikings did, and the Bears was like one and 15, you know, one and 14 and one or something like that. Um, so what about, I, I think, what about in a few years? Like, so I mean, I, I, th- I think. They have good building blocks, and they're, they're not bad players, honestly. Like, if you play them, they're not, like, awful. And obviously, Vikings, you know, I tied ace, and Vikings beat me. So I don't yeah. know what that says about me. But, uh, no, they're def- I think they, I definitely see them improving. You get into, like, five, six wins this year. But I think, you know, maybe, you know, I hope I do hope that they compete for the wild card in a year or two. Um, you know, they're good guys. I like both of them. You said... Uh, um... You said Rich, Rich is your sleeper team. Seacop's my mm-hmm. sleeper team this year. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to make some big moves. I, I'm not saying he's going to make the playoffs, but, you know, that's sleeper means that, you know, if they do, you called it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I think he's going to be one of those guys that improves a lot over the years, and he's going to end up being kind of like you and me did, you know, over the years mm-hmm. in 18 and 19. So, yeah, I think he's going to be one of those guys that kind of gets the game uh, more as he goes so uh, I look forward I mean I look forward to beating him too though all the time so still I'm still undefeated against both of them so mm-hmm. and you're not so let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's pick so they're spoilers okay uh, I'm, you, you I, can't go don't first. pick me don't well, pick me. No, I, I, got, me. I, I am not picking me because I'm already on uh, one you beat me then I pick, got, pick me I have a tough schedule at the end of the year I have like I could go own six in my last six games. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick you and tank so I can get that pizza. <laughs> oh, that's lame. Pick, fine, you're gonna pick me. All right, I'll, I'm picking me too. No, I'm not picking you. Give me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so who, wait, who's asking the questions here? NFC South. Uh, you you ask me. 
All right. Uh, well, we talk about BRD a lot. Yeah. yeah you just want to, you want to just, yeah, it's it not much to talk about with him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The answer uh, is yes. Whatever, whatever the question is. Yes. He so can do it. Yeah. Is Charlie hustle for real? Can he get revenge for barely missing the playoffs last year? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, I do think he's a solid player. I do. I also think he kind of overperformed last year. If I just by my own, you know, eye test, I guess, but I, I, I don't know. He's still a little bit of unknown for me, but I think he can make the playoffs, but it's still going to be tough because this is a really, the NFC is super close and there's a lot of good teams. Um, if I had to bet, um, I don't know if I'd put him, I think, I don't know. I think he's going to miss the playoffs again, unfortunately, probably, probably not for probably in week 17 again too. So um, that's just if I were to, you know, bet up or something, but I do think he's a solid player though. And just a side note about Charlie, just looking at his schedule right now, his first four weeks, all division games, and he's already 0-2 against BLD and Kunk, and then he's got Dog and BLD coming yeah. up again. So he could very realistically That's part be 0-4. Is... Uh, well, we'll talk about that literally the next question, but Kunk being this division, too, is, is, is a big reason why. But all right, just go ahead and ask me that so one. So is, is Kunk the biggest challenge to BLD's reign of terror? So far, absolutely. Yeah, no question about it. Uh especially now that he built up a team the way he wants. He's got Deshaun Watson. You know, he's always been a sal- a really good player and, and a, arguably a top five talent in RML. Uh, you know, sometimes, definitely top 10. But, yeah, he's um, he's definitely the biggest challenge that BLD will face. I, you know, I don't know if he... I, I could see him beating him one time this in the regular season, it's the playoffs is where it matters, and that's where I don't know if he has it. But I think he definitely, you know, can play him. He's beat him before, you know, I think multiple times. Last Madden and other Maddens, I'm sure. And I think they probably have played outside of RML a, a good amount too. So it's not like he doesn't know him. Like, he knows him pretty well. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a, a big factor with him too. So I think they'll both play each other really, really close and have some really – interesting battles and finally uh can dog figure it out and get back to season one week one to four dominance after we talked about you know when he was undefeated and we yeah predicted him to be what's a his top dog since then yeah one in not, not good 13. yeah something like that yeah it has not been it's been a downhill i think so you know how some people say we rocket strapped him, meaning like when you talk about him on a podcast, they do better. Better, yeah. Whatever the opposite of that is, that's, <laughs> what, that's what we did to the dog. We buried him in the ground as far as possible. And then, um, yeah, I don't. So I don't see it so far. I don't see it yet. But are you looking at a schedule? Yeah. So yeah. So I am. Honestly, honestly, I could honestly see dog going. I mean, he's got a fourth-place schedule. Oh, and eight. No, listen. So he's got. But so he's got uh, his no, own division. That's so he's got. He he lost to Vikings. I think the week one game. West. The oh week one. God. The week one game against Vikings is arguably the easiest game he had, and he lost it. And he's got Broncos, yeah. Falcons, Buccaneers, Chargers, Saints, Raiders, Saints, Lions. In the oh, first ten weeks, I I I could there honestly might not see a winnable game on exa- the exactly. I think he could be 0 and 9 in the Bears, week 10. And then week 15. He's got Andy Bears week 11. and Snorts. Yeah, he might be three wins this year. If I mean, I would I, if if we're going by favorites, I would say yeah, unless he upsets somebody. That might be the well, the thing is, 
the NFC North or, or NFC South. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. The NFC South faces the AFC West. This is a awesome. This is gonna be a great year for great games. Like this might be, this might have the most like really good, at least most hype games mm-hmm. of any season maybe ever, because this is probably like six. Okay, six teams. You have okay, maybe not. Let's take out Charlie. Just, you know, just for the sake of it, five teams. You have Kunk, BL. Okay, let's take out Shiz too. So, <laughs> but seriously, Kunk, BLD, Danny, and Plug. Those are like four of the top seven teams in the league, all battling it out. You know, multiple times in a season. So that's gonna be super fun and interesting to watch. But yeah, I don't know if Dog can really hang on this. But and I didn't even look at his schedule. But yeah, after looking at it now, it's pretty clear that it might be another tough season for him. Um, all right, let's talk. I mean, we don't really have to talk about this one. We're both it's taking BLD. BLD. Yeah. Yeah. All right, move on. All right, uh, you uh, you asked a question. All right, NFC East. Another uh, combo questions. Um, okay, so we've had an interesting uh, rivalry developing between Weasel and Monkey, the two animals that they are. <laughs> the, the I think they're the only animals, animal names, and they're always together. Yeah. I guess, I mean dog father I guess it's kind of like a dog kind I guess and uh but it's a father it's yeah like God. it's I think it's yeah uh, no well yeah because like, it's, it's dog it's, it's God backwards yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I don't really count that one <laughs> oh snake we used to have snake yeah that's what happened snake we miss you buddy I <laughs> doubt he listens <laughs> all right um so question is weasel versus monkey did monkey make enough moves in the offseason and recently to take over the nfc east uh i'm gonna go with no i mean not to not a knock on monkey's moves and the moves he made were good getting mixing and everything but i don't feel like monkey's got to show me he can beat weasel first of all and he has yet yeah. to do that oh and three right and second of all i own th- uh, did they play in the playoffs they play, oh no oh and two uh, I guess. yeah and two. yeah um and second of all weasel like Obviously, we don't know. I have a rivalry and stuff, and I did beat him twice last year. Uh, but he did have a dominant season, and I did tune into his game against Maddening week one. And I think Weasel has definitely made strides as a passer and not just spamming, burming spam. Uh, but he's also he's kind of expanding his horizons, like you know, route running and throwing in different places. And you know, it used to be like a meme that Weasel can't pass, and I think he's kind of improved on that, and that makes him a, even stop more. You know, a better player is because he's got Henry in his back pocket. Um, so I don't, I don't see Monkey closing the gap this year. I mean, I think it'd be good if he did, but Monkey's got to beat Weasel first of all. It's the head-to-head matchups that make the big difference because Monkey's good enough to beat most of the other teams in the league and conference. But yep. <clears throat> he's got to show that he could beat Weasel. You're not going to win the division if you can't beat the guy in front of you two yeah, times. I, yeah, I think he only lost like by two games too. Like I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he was within reach for most of it. But yeah, when you lose, especially those head to head, cause then you basically lose the tiebreaker too. So even <laughs> if you do get a couple on him, you have to get an extra one on him just to make up for those two losses. So yeah, it's, uh, I would probably agree for now, but I wouldn't put it past him. He, you know, he can play pretty well when, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's just going to take one, one one big win, I think, to kind of catapult him over Weasel. But yeah, for now, I would say Weasel still has the edge. And uh, all right, and the last question in the NFC East. And <clears throat> overall, we will have talked about every team. 
uh, will Snorts and Steve show a little more consistency this season? So I think so. Snorts, I'm gonna unfortunately, I'm not such a nice guy. Snorts is, I'm going to say no. I think the moves he made this season were kind of like, you know, for the future. He got a lot of draft picks in the trades he made, but he, he ended up, he started the year with Barkley, who was hurt most of the last season, but, and he ended up getting McCaffrey and then trading him away again. Um, so he ends up with LaShawn McCoy at running back. And, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit off air, but, or maybe even beginning of the podcast, I don't remember, honestly, but Snorts uh, with McCoy and not having the X Factor back there is going to make it a lot difficult, a lot more difficult for him to be competitive in this league and in that division. So I'm going to go say no snorts, but Steve, I think yes. Uh, and I'm kind of happy that we brought this up because I was just looking at the roster right now and we didn't really talk about Steve at all in these trades that were made in the Mahomes trade. Uh, but he ended up getting Connor Berry, 92 overall, 26 years old, 99, 99 throw power and all nineties accuracy, short, mid and deep. Um, so, I mean, obviously Mahomes, it's a, it's a downgrade, but the rest of the team, he's got Kareem Hunt at running back and Philip Lindsay as a backup, but the biggest thing that stands out to me is Steve. And I hope, I, I think if Steve can like not throw so many stupid interceptions, we've talked about this before. He's got Sean Terraney. We didn't talk about this. That he ended up with Sean Terraney and he's got mm-hmm. BJ Tucker. He's keeping us part of he's the Mahomes trade. He's so. got a 99 speed and 97 speed top two receivers, uh, with Barry. Um, so I think Steve has the weapons to be a solid, more consistent player. I mean, obviously playoffs is a big stretch, uh, but you know, 500 or better, you know, Steve, this is your chance right here. You got, you got the, the tools now just, you know, hit the nail on the head. Yeah. With a hammer. <laughs> and, uh, uh, oh man, that just threw me off. Um, oh, okay. Bonus question about Steve. Is with that roster is Steve now? Can we call him Maddening Junior? <laughs> he has two 97 plus speed re- receivers, and he has Maddening's old quarterback, Connor Barry. So, kind of seems yeah. like he's trying to emulate uh, Maddening there. So, uh, so shall we pick the winners for oh, yeah. this? Uh... Okay, and <laughs> oh no, we haven't even done NFC West yet. Oh no, that. Yeah, we haven't done so that. So we got to pick the winners for NFC yeah, East. One more. Okay, NFC East. Um, uh, man, we're both. You know what? You're gonna go weasel, right? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna just be different because I want to. You know, have all of that. I'm gonna do monkey. You're not going with Steve. You're not going with the sleeper there. <laughs> no, um, not yet. Not yet. Right. Yeah, okay. He's got to show us something. One, you were the one talking about. <laughs> he's got. He's got to show something first. I'm not sold yet. Yeah. All, all right. right. So I'll ask uh, and then you guys can uh, ask you turn time. us off. Thanks. All right. All right. So uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I'm asking questions now. Yeah, you're right, man. Yeah. I'm getting lost. Okay, what is ahead. going on? Uh, uh, NFC West, last division here. Talk about all 32 teams in here. Uh, Tillman versus Maddening. Will this be another tight race that comes down to the final week of season two? Uh, yes. Yeah. And I think they're both going to play better this year because, you know, Tillman had that rough start last year where I think he was like uh, four and four after the first half of the season, which is very uncharacteristic for him. So I think he's going to start off a little bit hotter, probably, you know, six and two, seven and one type start. Um, And I think Manning will, I think Manning's not going to be as hot coming out. And I think he's not going to, 
I think he'll get to get together with Mahomes definitely for sure, but he's not going to be as good. I think Tillman ultimately will take the division, but I think it will be another tight race. And I, well, let's look at their schedule. Do they have to play each other at the end? Let's hope so. Well, I, I think also another. I was just kind of quickly scanning through uh, Tillman's schedule from last year when he said four and four. Uh, mm-hmm. I think so. I don't know how we didn't talk about this, but he literally after the four and four start, he didn't lose he went, the game. Yeah, he went because he, he went he went twelve and four, yeah. and then he he took the force loss uh, gracefully in the postseason to Maddening. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think, Respect. personally, I, I know I asked you the question. They do but, play each other week 17. That's Let's huge. go! Let's go! <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. That's that, mark your calendars, boys. You want to tune into that game? Game of the year, Must man. watch. Must watch. And he plays BOD the week before that and Monkey. So that's a pretty tough oh, end of the nice. season. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. So maybe he'll be... I mean, he he has an opportunity to go like thirteen and zero before that though. Look at his! Oh my God, yeah, he's gonna go. He's, he's gonna he's go got, thirteen and zero. But no, tell, tell me, he got Weasel in uh, Maddening week four and week five. Oh, if I guess. He's looking at Tillman's schedule. Yeah, I but guess. no, I, I do, I do kind of I, expect. I'm this saying to if be... he beats one of them, I would say I think he'd be like ten and two or eleven and two. No, I, 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 I mean, going into week fifteen, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think I can. I think I expect this to be a kind of more, more of a trademark Tillman dominant season, more yeah. so than last year. I think he kind of took him a while to adjust to the new Madden, adjust to Lamar Jackson. Um, so I think he kind of finally found his footing after Week Eight last year, and he's going to use that momentum go through. Did he? Rest. Did he win the division last year? I don't. Well, because there's all the force losses and stuff. For yeah, that. we had that. Yeah, yeah I just can't remember. All, yeah, I just want to know if he has a first place schedule or not, because it looks like he doesn't. But I guess he's playing the AFC East. That's why. Yep. Never mind. I figured it out. <laughs> he's playing the AFC East, and he's got you. He and, he did he did win the division. Yes. Trouble four. Madden with five. Well, yes. I, no, he he had to have been second place. Oh, no, yeah, never mind. He, he, he went trouble for it. No, because Weasel, Cause got Weasel so me, and BLD were finished Yeah, first. I got it. All right, yeah. let's move on. We're, uh, we're good. All right. Can, um, go ahead. Can Shane and Andy take the next step and contend for playoff spots? Oh, man. Eventually, yes. But I don't think either will this year. Again, the NFC is just really tough, and they, they, they have their own division to work with. You know, it's going to be tough, you know, having four games against – Tillman and Maddening alone. So, you know, chances are you might win one of those maybe because I know Shane plays Maddening pretty well and even Andy played Maddening pretty well last year. So I, I could see them each winning one of those. But I don't like, like you said, I think Tillman's going to have a really strong year. I don't think either of them are going to beat. So that's one in three maybe. And then you have to go probably, oh no, they, yeah. And then you have to beat, you know, the other guys. So let's say they split each. That's two and four. And you got to win probably ten games just to even get close to the NFC playoffs. So you got to go eight and two in the rest. I just don't see it happening. But eventually, I think one of them will separate and kind of try and get close. You know, eight or nine I, wins in a year. I think um, if I can mention something here, I think um, Andy. No offense to Andy, but I think last year might have been his best shot. Honestly, with Big Ben mm-hmm. before the retirement, like that was something that was like a newfound weapon that Andy never has had before, like in his bad career. And you know, like little league in passing for most of the year, and having big, big, big Ben retiring him really hurts. Yeah. And I think Andy definitely had some winnable games last year. They ended up losing. Um, 
And I just don't, you know. And how have we, how have we not talked about? And then he his, whiffed uh, on three. Yeah, exactly. How, how have we not talked about this yet? Yeah, that. Like I mean, we didn't talk about the mouth. low lights because there are too uh, many. There are too many and, low lights and, in and that. And he swings and misses, swings and misses really hard on a lot of picks there. And sixty-three overall quarterback. He had a first-round uh, quarterback that was sixty-three overall, and <laughs> he. I traded him to get out to number seven, and he told me that he was gonna take that quarterback number seven overall if, if I didn't trade him. And so imagine a sixty-three <laughs> overall quarterback with like, I think he had like eighty-eight throw power or something. That was horrible. Just, like everything about him was bad. Yeah, just. Oh, well, you know, great guy. So, and yeah, but well, I think he ended up getting Dak Prescott from Monkey. Yeah, so, so you know, that's it's not that's, horrible. It's it's something. It's something. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, also, Shane, like honestly, Shane in the beginning of last year, well he, he had some good wins. When he plays think, games. Yeah, exactly. That was the thing. And I was in. The, I know it's been a big uh, controversial topic in all of and and I. But you know, he has a good record with us in the past, and we know who he is, and he, he'll be on. He's on a, you know, tight leash now. Um, but you know, I think I don't know if he'll make playoffs. One for anything, one, he played his, played his first yeah. game, so. so that's all that matters. All right, let's no, let's yeah. our winners. Um, I got right, go. first. Yeah. So, um, uh, um go I'm gonna go with Tillman, honestly. I I know I'm a big fan of Madden. I've talked about him a lot. Uh, in Mahomes and everything, it's scary this year. But I think, like I said, I think Tillman's gonna have a dominant season for once. You know, finally yeah. back to Tillman. Yeah, I'm gonna probably I'm gonna lean maddening as well on this one. Uh, but yeah, I think it's gonna. I I hope it comes down to week 17, man. That would be so exciting. That little, and then I wouldn't doubt if it, even if that ha- they might play each other again. This might be another uh, week. Se- didn't they, they play each other week 17 last year and then played each other in the playoffs? Well, the well fourth, technically they didn't, yes. but but they did play, or I think they played the uh, week 17 game, or maybe they did. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was something else, but. But yeah, I think this, a similar situation could happen. I think it could be like a, you know, a, a three versus six seed in the playoffs, and whoever wins, and then they, they end up playing each other the, the very next week or something. But I also could see Tillman being the number two seed pretty easily too. So either way, uh, it, it might come down to the end. But that'd be pretty cool. So I oh you said no I said Tillman. You put me down. Oh, you, said, you, you said you said I'm going to go with Madden. You said Maddening. You, you can listen to the podcast. Oh, listen man. to the podcast back. You said Maddening. I am. I, I guess I'm tired, and I'm three hours behind you. Yeah, you're out. It's 130. You got no excuses. I am. Yeah, I'm losing it right now, I guess. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, so, this is the end of the podcast, hopefully. You want to wrap it up here? All right. Well, yeah, this was a fun one. I think uh, we this was really cool to do. I think we so, changed it up a little bit and had some, some good conversation. I can add uh, one more last comment. As we were going through this uh, like divisional preview and everything about individually and be able to shout out all 32 teams, I think I personally have been thinking the last couple of weeks, it's amazing that we have this group of 32 guys and like all of them are committed playing their games every week. And, and I, I know it's frustrating. Q, Diggity, and Mad Dog, you guys on the wait list. Um, but I think that kind of says something about the league that like these guys on the wait list cannot get in for the life of them. And like, like if you look at all thirty-two members, like everybody, like is committed. Everybody's played the games. Everybody like has something to go on for them. Not everybody's active in chat, but they'll be active in DMs and stuff. And uh, like honestly, like I can't pick anybody that I think is gonna like leave like tomorrow or anything. You know, I feel like we have a really good group of thirty-two should guys. Should we have a pool? Should we make a pool? Who's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be first to leave? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I agree, man. It's 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 really cool to see, and I feel like this year's uh, it feels kind of special. I mean, I like 
the I like where the league is going a lot. Like, I mean, there's definitely been you know moments uh, here trauma. and there that are not <laughs> yeah that are not always great. But I feel like this year compared to last year is just miles ahead. Like, I feel like we're definitely in a good spot and we have a lot of good guys. And I definitely feel like everyone for the most part gets along way more than we used to. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to yeah continuing it and. You know, this year I feel like we we can definitely get even more seasons than than last mm-hmm. year. I, I feel like we're already at a huge advantage, mm-hmm. being almost I think probably a month ahead of where we were last year. So, well, yeah, Madden came out earlier this year, in, which in helped September, us a lot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's it's awesome, man. And yeah, it's and doing this podcast has definitely mm-hmm. uh, sparked more interest in the league for me for sure. And no, definitely, um, yeah. I think uh, I hope, rivalries here and there and stuff like that. And, and I hope I hope the listeners um, like you, you know, the podcast makes them want to play more and play better so they can get mentioned on the podcast here and, then, you know, make the playoffs and stuff. And we'll talk about you more. And hopefully that's some form of motivation for you guys and hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, just let us know, like, what you guys want out of the podcast, because we're pretty flexible. Yeah, we and, get pretty and, boring, I think. Yeah, like, no, and, and I'm kind of um, interested to see if you guys, uh, the listeners, like, want us to change, like, our mid-season podcast. Like, if you guys get boring of the games of the weeks and stuff like that. Yeah. We're open to anything, and like, we yeah, understand. Like, Sometimes we get bored doing it ourselves. Yeah. Like, going week by week and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lull for sure. Like, there's, there's sometimes where it's, like, there's not a whole lot to talk about. Like, it's the same stuff kind of all the time. And we want to try to get, like, new stuff in. Like, the interview, that, I felt like that was kind of cool, and people liked that. And I feel like we could definitely do that more often and almost make it an every week thing. But yeah, other stuff too, like, you know, doing just random segments. I like, I like mixing it up and I hope we can do that more. Um, and I hope you guys like it more, but, uh, yeah, it's been cool so far. The only thing I, yeah, if like, be honest with us for real, like if if you don't, if you're not liking it or you're really not digging it, you don't have to say you are, you know, it's not going to hurt our feelings. We, we really want to, you know, this is all for you guys. We're not doing this, you know, for, for our own satisfaction and stuff. Like we don't really care that much. We're not, we're not not getting paid or anything. So yeah. Yeah. Speaking of (laughs) this, this episode is brought to you by, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Although we might do ads soon. (laughs) Although I I think we uh, need to change our allotted time to an hour and a half. That's I think that's the last three, I mean, last three four podcasts is now. Yeah, I, I mean no one really, no one's complained about it since like the very first one we did. And, that was over you know, twenty. You, there's a fast forward button for a reason, guys. If you want, yeah, you can pause it and come back <laughs> to it. You know, our our voices will be here, singing you to sleep. You can. I I know some people have fallen asleep to it. Plug said he fell asleep on the plane to us. <laughs> so. All right. Guys. Well, okay. that's enough for uh, for a monologue. Time, but, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. See you. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I'll see you on the. I'll see you on the field. In a couple yeah. days. Yeah. If you, uh, yeah. Not too long. Week in, three, in, Green, in Green Bay. Rough. I wish. Uh, I wish we had a later season matchup because now what are we gonna do? You know, we're not gonna be able to, yeah, to shit talk. This, this is it. This is the episode we have to shit talk. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we'll meet in the playoffs. Yeah. That'd be uh, awesome. If you can get there, let's let's hope. Yeah. All right, man. It's been All fun. Right. Yeah. Good luck the rest of the year, man. And good luck to everyone else, man. This is yep. gonna be a fun season right. too. We're See excited. you guys. Good luck. Cheese and chowder.